You're listening to Huddle Radio. Push play with Huddle. Welcome to another edition of Huddle Radio. I'm Dan Hoppen, and today my guest is Matthew Zito, an assistant coach at Plaquemine High School in Louisiana. Last fall, Zito started a sports statistic and video management class, nicknamed the Huddle Class. The students in the class filmed games for the football team, created highlight videos and pregame graphics, scouted opponent video, and much, much more. Hey, Coach Zito. How's it going today? It's going good, Dan. Thanks for asking. Yeah. Um, very, very excited um, about what you've started down in, um, in Plaquemine High School, Louisiana, with your sports statistics and video management class. This is something where you're kind of working with the kids to to integrate huddle and statistics and game promotion, all that kind of into um, into their workflow and kind of introduce them to that. I know a lot of coaches all across the country. We've got lots of inquiries about this, about how they can get their own program started. We're going to get into that. But first, I want to know how you came up with the idea for the class and what was your goal going into it? Well, I came up with the idea originally by reading a post on Coach Huey. But I'm going to tell you what motivated me was when I was sitting out on Saturdays after a game and I was tired putting all the data in. I said, man, only if we could find somebody to help us. And so – I decided to create just a go for it, approach my administration with it, uh, presented a syllabus to them. My goal was to enhance our football team and to take some load off of the coaches. And I also wanted to make some students at our school feel more involved mm-hmm. or get involved with the football team that wouldn't have that opportunity before. So I think it's, I think I achieved my goal. We've got 26 kids signed up for next year, including the kids already. That's not including the kids I already have in the class. So, and, I'm, and I say a future goal for us is to expand to more sports. We, we did basketball. We're making graphics for baseball and so on. But hopefully as our numbers increase, we'll be able to increase our workload and we'll be able to handle more sports. So you mentioned you saw this idea on CoachHuey.com. You built out a syllabus. Kind of what did that process look like as far as building that out and then taking that to uh, school administration to get them to approve this class? Well, I'll tell you, I didn't really have state standards beside the standards that uh, the state put out for digital media. So I just tried to make a detailed a detailed outline of what was going to happen. I, I broke it down and from the fall, like what we're going to do each day, mm-hmm. Monday through Friday, even Saturday um, in the fall. And then I transitioned into what it was going to look like in the spring. I just wanted the principals or my administrators to get an idea of, of you know, what we're going to be doing in the class. And I think it surpassed their expectations. I mean, I got some high, um, I got some high observations in there. A big thing is switching to student center learning at our school. And she says, uh, Miss LeBeau, our principal says our class is at the, forefront of leading this transition that's awesome uh i want to zoom in a little bit i want to focus on like what your students were actually doing can you and maybe you know you don't have to go totally granular but kind of walk me through during football season what does a week look like for your students as far as what their responsibilities were all right so on monday i'll tell you more what a game week would look like so if we played friday they would come in on monday a lot of times on Saturday, I would intercut the film, and the coaches would help me ODK it. 
And then on Monday, they would come in and help us trim it more. Mm-hmm. They would trim up the film. And the big thing I think is neglected, at least it was for us, is they would trim the opponent scout for us too. We would ODK, but now, you know, some, some schools we play, they don't, they don't trim their film. So there's a lot of dead time in there. They would take that out for us. They would start, you know, by week three, we would have, you know, the next three opponents have three day games broken down already, just having all the data in. And that way the offense and the court, uh, defensive coordinator just had to put in the formation, the play, or for the offense coordinators, just put in the fronts, the coverage. And that way it gave us more time to game plan. And then um, I had the filmers. I had a filming schedule. So each each day I had – sometimes it was four, sometimes it was three. We The offense, since we were tuned, we had the offense had an end zone shot and a sideline shot for team and inside, 707 and so on. And then the defense would have the same. I had two cameras in a box, and I had two students using the huddle capture feature on an iPad filming the end zone shot. So then we would go back in the office and we would upload it up to um, up to huddle. And then Tuesday when we came into class, we would break down the playlist. So if we filmed O line end of the day, we'd separate the playlist, we'd separate its own playlist, move it where it was supposed to go, and we would move the special teams into where it was supposed to go. That that helped our O line coach and helped me as special teams coordinator fix mistakes that I saw we were making in Indo before we got to the game. But it helps us, you know, when I install coming up in the spring, I'm gonna have all that individual, you know, what the drills are supposed to look like already on huddle so I can show the kids. Mm-hmm. So we would we would continue breaking down the games, the opponent scouts on Tuesday. We would start doing the hype video. We we would we film on Fridays the you know, the players take pictures and so on. And we would film the coaches talking and just anything to, to, to give the fans and to hype the players up for the um, for the game. And then Wednesday, it was always kind of our run through. So we would just make sure we had everything ready. So we make sure the batteries were charged and make sure there was nothing broke on the cameras. I like to do that on Wednesday just to make sure if something's broke, I can go get it from the store and, and you know not have to run around a day before the game or the game day to make sure what we had. And then we were, we were, my marketing department was making graphics and the hype videos throughout the week. And so normally by Wednesday, I would tell them it's time for the game day graphic, you know, the information about the game and the stuff like that, which was due on Wednesday. And I had a rubric that, so they knew exactly how they were going to be graded. And then Thursday, we would do a check again. We'd actually run through the system. So we would, early in the season, you know, Thursday practice, we'd come out, set up the end zone camera just to make sure it's working, but also to make sure they could set it up on their own. Because we all know on Fridays we're busy as coaches. So it's just hard for us to set up, you know, the stuff. So, so we made sure we went through that. We, we checked the batteries again. We, we, we really started if, you know, we had all the data and we would start on the next opponent or future opponent, start entering the data in and so on, just so we can stay ahead. Then Friday they would come over um, since we were a magnet program on our own campus, they would ride the bus over to Plagman High, and then they would either we were home, they would just start setting the stuff up, or they'd get on the bus and come with us. And so they set up our instant replay system on on the sidelines. They would set up all our cameras, end zone shot, and so on. And I tell you, they were pretty efficient at it because I would test them in class at setting up the stuff. I would switch wires, unplug stuff just to see 
you know, if they could troubleshoot and <laughs> figure out a the bit. problem. Well, I wasn't just messing with them to make them frustrated. I was just trying yeah, to, to test make them problem solvers to, so they can figure out they can figure it out on Friday. So when, when we're trying to coach the game, we don't have to stop and figure out what's going on with the cameras on an instant replay or so on. Gotcha. So we just I was just trying to prepare them for game for game day. And so, I mean, your students had a lot of responsibility, it sounds like. How did they handle that? Was there a little bit of a learning curve, or did they pick it up pretty much right from the get-go? Um, I mean, I'm only 27, and I think I understand technology pretty good. But when it comes to high school kids, I mean, they pick up technology way quicker than we do. <laughs> so, I mean, I thought it was going to take me about two weeks to train them on everything we need to do. Man, they started after week one. They started teaching me stuff that I, you know, I didn't, that I didn't know or I hadn't figured out yet. So, I'd tell you that the, the biggest, uh, I'd say not the biggest mistakes, but the biggest problems we faced was just making sure they knew what a, you know, an end zone shot supposed to look like. They know what um, tight, a tight angle, and a wide angle is supposed to look like. But they caught on that to pretty easy. And I'm gonna tell you, they they're really good at teaching teaching themselves and teaching each other so i have four football players in that class and them guys you know um, great they were a great asset to me in teaching the kids of what to do so i have you know probably five six girls in that class maybe seven and they were great at teaching the girls you know if they were they're entering the data if we want to try to figure out a tendency for the wide side or the short side teaching them what the wide side is or what the strong side is and so on and they would do it in simple ways. Instead of saying, you know, the tight ends on the left were the tight ends in my class. So you say, look, when I'm on the left, that'll be the strong side. You know, when I'm on the right, that'll be the strong side. Mm-hmm. So, and, and learning the huddle system was very easy for them. I mean, they picked that up. They picked that up in about three days. So it's, it was, beside the, you know, missing clips sometimes and all at the beginning, that was the only thing they really struggled with. And they're very smart kids. I actually handpicked those kids to be in that class. They're all very responsible and great kids. Okay. Uh, what kind of reception did you receive from the football coaches as far as how the students were doing, what kind of quality work that they were giving you? Well, great. It was, it was accepted throughout. Our head coach, he's very appreciative. Anytime we have an athletic banquet, he invites the huddle class. He's uh, last week. He surprised them with donuts in the morning, just <laughs> just to show. He, he came in and said, "This is just to show I appreciate all you do for us." Mm-hmm. We had him at signing day when we had ESPN there at our school, and we just recognized them in front of everybody. And it, I mean, it's great. I mean, they're accepted. They're accepted by the team because they know that's how we get our practice film. They just treat them like they're another one, another one of their teammates. That's really really cool. So when you talk to other coaches and you're telling them about this class that you've got started and how, you know, um, these, these kids are working, getting some of the work done for you, just how jealous are they? Just be honest. How, how jealous are they? <laughs> well, I put, so on Twitter the other day, I put, you know, some videos of what's going on in the class and at a school up the road called Catholic High. And I, they tweeted back, huddle class, is that a real thing? So, I mean, I've, I mean, some people do not know about it, but the coaches that do, when we were down at New Orleans, they were like, man, I can't believe you have a harder class. That must, class, that must save y'all plenty of time. 
So if we had a whole class, we might not even have to meet on the weekends. You know, we can just or just meet one day on the weekends. I mean, it's extremely jealous and so on. Now, okay, I, I mentioned at the top of the show, we've had several requests just from coaches across the country. They've read our blog or that they've seen, you know, some stuff on Twitter about your class or some other quote-unquote huddle classes across um, across the country. For coaches like that, what would be your recommendations on how to get something like this started at their school? I'd say you can contact me. I'd say contact me. I'll send you anything that you need. And I know the state standards are different, but you can alter the syllabus and stuff you need. And I'd say show them the articles, the article that you wrote, Dan, and that way the principals can get a visual of what's going on. I mean, I'll get on the phone with your principal. You have to just explain what's going on in the class. I'd say you can even go on and find articles. I remember read one, I read one a while back about Urban Meyer and how he's hiring 27-year-olds to head up his social media department for recruiting. I mean, he's, this is training students. The stuff they're doing in our class is training students for future jobs. Either they're gonna, they can film in college, they can film the practices, transition out into film and pro sports, they can make recruiting graphics, and they can, you know, they can use anything in our class for the future. And I, I'm going to say it, it also teaches them life lessons. It teaches them to be independent. It's the big thing in my class is I always tell them to be problem solvers. So I say, I ask a friend, try to figure it out on your own before you come to me. And, and now, now Dan, it's, it's, it's almost a weld all machine. You know, mm-hmm. I kind of sign what they're supposed to do. They, they figure it out on their own, even if it's something new. Now they don't even come to me. They figure it out on their own. And they, if they have an idea, I mean, if they have a question, of course I'll answer it. But I want them to figure it out first. I want to hit on that real quick. Um, you mentioned that if coaches want to get this started to contact you, what what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? You can email me at uh, M, my last name, which is Zito, Z is in zebra, I-T-O, the number four, at gmail.com. Or you can follow me on Twitter at M, again, my last name, Z is in zebra, I-T-O, uh, 59. Perfect. Now, uh, so much of our discussion so far is kind of focused on, you know, the benefits that the football team is receiving from these kids and how they're, they're putting in great work. They're giving you guys, you know, good breakdowns, making some hype videos, stuff like that. But you just kind of started to hit on the other side of it where the kids are benefiting from this. You know, they're getting prepared for potential jobs in, you know, sports analytics or sports media or even just media in general. Can you maybe touch on that a little bit more just about how this class is preparing these kids for a future in these things? Absolutely. So, I mean, my long-term goal is to take some of these kids, especially my walking department, and hopefully partner with some local colleges and try to get these kids interning while they're at school, making graphics for these colleges. And I have a kid in my class henry spriggs he's very interested in doing that and my principal's on board with this idea so next year we're getting a a bunch of the adobe programs right now we're just making our graphics on some free iphone apps so what we're going to do next year is have to get the kids adobe in a class to make them adobe certified and partner that with the huddle class that way the kids can come out certified in photoshop make them you know more appealing to their future employers and hopefully they can use that skills that they learned in my class and the Adobe class to, you know, get internships at colleges and so on. I also have a kid, Chet Poche. He wants to go into, you know, sport, sports broadcasting. Well, he's 
next year we're going to transition him in doing more interviews, you know, calling time, uh, calling some of the games and so on. So I think our class is going to help them prepare for, you know, future, future, their future endeavors. Have you been in contact with any colleges that might have reached out and said, hey, this is really cool or, you know, asked about what your kids are learning or anything like that? I'm not yet. I mean, that's okay. uh, it's more I'm just trying to get a – so probably in May I'm going to get Henry the guy that wants to do it. They're all juniors, so I'm, I'm just trying to wait to their senior year before we put them in there. And so my plan is to let them make a portfolio, present it to them. That way, you know, just um, – see how interested they are in it that's totally fair um coach that's all the questions i got for you today i really appreciate you giving us some time and i know a lot of coaches all across the nation are really excited about this idea so hopefully you know we can uh we can help start planting more of these classes and and helping kids learn that'd be great dan anything again anything i can do to help just please contact all right thanks coach If you're interested in starting your own huddle class, feel free to reach out to us at Huddle or Zito himself. As always, keep coming back to the show for more great insights from all across the country.